Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Yesterday I was talking about Solomon. I read out of 1 Kings uh, chapter 2, verse 1-4, through 4, how David charged Solomon to be strong and show himself a man and, and to stand up for the things of God. And I'm going to continue down that line. And I told you yesterday, I'm going to share a little bit of my story that uh, where God led me and how I was trying to follow him. And uh, if you've been around for years, you've heard this. Uh, but if you haven't, you probably haven't. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for listening to us. Thank you for being there all the time. God, give us strength to stand strong, to stand strong in you. Lord, do not let the enemy get us. Lord, help us to be bold. Shield us with protection. And God, when the world is talking about all these things, all these different political things and trying to uh, make new statements that go contrary to the Word of God, open up the hearts of people and help people to stand up. Help our Congress and our nation and our House and all the people in, in Washington, D.C., to start thinking about the Word of God. God, start enacting principles of God's truth. Lord, we were a much better nation a year, five years ago, and now we're just going downhill at 100 miles an hour. Lord, I love you, and I pray for our people and our nation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I was listening to the news station this morning and, and was very discouraged when it said in 50 years, they think in twenty by 2070 that we'll have uh, less Christians than anything else, that people are turning their backs on Christianity. And what a shame that is. What a shame that is. I hope maybe the Lord comes before then. That would be nice. I would like that. You know, I think as long as you're ready. Remember, he says he's coming as a thief of the night. No one know the day or the hour. But, folks, it is time to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And, I'm, man, let's let's do it and let's go together. And when we get to heaven, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy each other's company with the power of the Almighty God right with us. Well, my father and mother were pastors, and my two oldest brothers were pastors, and my other brother was a Christian school teacher. I was so fortunate to be raised in a very godly home where Jesus was the center of everything. I started following God at a young age and never turned back, but I did fight the idea of being a pastor. I thought dad and mom and my brothers were pastors, and I can have a real ministry being a school teacher and a coach, so that's the direction I headed. I didn't want to be a pastor and, and have everybody else say, oh, you're just following your parents and your brother's footsteps. You know, I didn't want to do that. I didn't feel that. You see, I was following Tom's ideas of what I should do. And though I loved God, I did not consult him about what he wanted me to do. It wasn't until I was asked to be a counselor in a junior high camp with my friend Randy Hood, who now is a pastor in Spokane. He got a hold of me when I was about 19, and we had a cabin of 14 boys. And during that week, all 14 of them accepted Jesus Christ. And not only did they accept Jesus Christ, it ignited a spiritual revival in this large camp meeting. The altars were full every night, and it was there that God tugged on my heart and led me into youth ministry. But I still thought, well, I can work with youth and teach and coach. So I headed that direction. God, as he has done my entire life, began to open doors for me. At age 19, I was running a city church basketball league over in Caldwell. I was coaching Little League Baseball, and through those opportunities— 
I was eventually asked to run the city's recreation program, having to hire coaches and supervisors. And then at age 23, I was offered a job I couldn't refuse. I was asked to coach one of the Legion baseball programs. And honestly, the only reason they asked me is because nobody else wanted to do it. They wouldn't have hired a 23-year-old guy to, to work, with, uh, work with kids that are only about six, seven years younger, but they did. And I'd been coaching since I was 19, and I had a good record and, and a lot of success. So I was happy to take it on. I was going to have the best team of the city had ever seen because I was able to choose kids from five surrounding cities to play, and many of them I had coached in Babe Ruth League and in, in an all-star game. And one week before I set to begin a 53-game schedule, summer schedule, I got a call from my friend Randy Hood, who was in Vancouver, Washington, at the Church of God, and he asked me if I would pray about joining him to work with junior high youth. But it'd have to be on faith, he said, because they didn't have income to pay me. Of course, my immediate thought was, I landed a dream coaching job. Of course, my parents and some close friends said I needed to pray about it. And at that time, Vancouver, the church was one of the largest churches in our movement, and some thought that it was a great place for me to begin ministry. And I'd already been working with youth ministry in Caldwell for four or five years, but I fought and I prayed all week long. I told them I'd give them a decision in a week. And so they had a city council meeting in Caldwell, and I, had to, I went to that, and they wanted to know how the progress of the team was coming. And I told them I had a 53-game schedule laid out, and I think we're going to have one of the best teams we've had in years. And I was committed to them. God's hand moved. And my assistant coach, a much older man than me, who would have uh, n- never even looked at the job, spoke up. And him and I had become friends because I had him as my assistant coach, and I was able to minister him a, a whole bunch. We shared a lot. I was able to breathe Jesus into him. Uh, just uh, for a short time. But he said something that was just shocked me. He said, Tom, I believe you're supposed to go. I will coach the team. This was certainly shocking as I had a witnessing, been, like I said, witnessing to this guy all along. I knew it was from God as soon as he said it. Within two weeks, I was on my way to Vancouver, Washington for the life-changing experience. Let me fast forward quickly, uh, or I'll run out of time sharing this. But I moved, uh, I, um, I moved with some people, and as then, an old friend from Idaho was a, a single, and he let me live in a rent-free house for a couple months. And, and by the way, he's now our missionary in, in uh, Thailand that I talk about. That's just kind of a coincidence, isn't it? No, it's God. There are a bunch of stories between God's mighty hand, but eventually my friend got married, and he and his wife started attending church with me and started working with me in junior high ministry. The ministry grew rapidly, and within a year, they brought me on full-time. Our criteria was as soon as we started averaging 50-plus junior hires a week, they would bring me on full-time, and they kept their promise. By the way, my friend Don became very active in church, became the church treasurer, and then accepted a call of full-time missions to Babadi, Tanzania, where they built an incredible Christian school. They served 16 years there, and then they took off four years, and came back to the States where I hired him on my staff. But their hearts were deep in mission, and today they have been working as a Church of God missions coordinator for South Asia for years and years, and they live in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Interesting note is they just asked, I would come and preach, they just asked me to come and preach to all these missionaries that I was preaching to in Penang, Malaysia. I prayed about it for a month because I don't like traveling that much. I told my church the struggle I was having with the decision. They prayed for me, and the next morning, I woke up, 
with an overwhelming presence of God that I was to say yes. So I did. I really wanted to look up in the sky and see a cloud that would say yes or no, but it never happened. But the Spirit of God prompted me. Now I have to really fast forward. After working in the Vancouver Church for a few years as youth pastor, five years exactly, my, my pastor, Gerald Marvel, asked me if I would pray about starting a singles program at the church because we had tons of youth but no singles program. A college and career and a divorced and widowed age. After praying about it, I said yes and went on to have a wonderful ministry with them for the next four years. Wonderful ministry. It got so close to those people. Two different ministries. is almost having two different churches. It was amazing. Then one day he took me aside and said, Tom, I really believe you should be a senior pastor. I told him I'd pray about it for a year. I'd pray about it for a year. He, and he said, Tom, I, I, you, I'm glad to have you stay, but I just, I just think you'd be a good senior pastor. One month later, I got a call from Boise asking me if I would pray about becoming the senior pastor of a small troubled church. Talk about the idea of going backwards. I had over 100 singles I worked on a weekly basis. Now I'm taking on a church that attendance was around 50. And uh, it was you know, a couple times that summer they had 19 and 27. And I thought, how am I going to do this? This is going to be so weird. And I, and I was just 32 years old. I had a number of colleagues tell me, well, don't go to that troubled church. They'll eat you alive. But after spending two weeks there, I realized this is where God wanted me. This is where God wanted me. Again, I wasn't sure if I came to the right place. In fact, they had the church vote, and I think it was something like I, I had four votes against me. I think it was like 29 to 4. Now, not many people came to vote because not many people were in the church. But I found out later that the, the four just didn't want me to get hurt. They were just – and so I wasn't going to take it. And it was just it was just uh, the hand of God on my wife and and – says, Tom, I think we're supposed to go. And that surprised me because she told me she never wanted to leave Vancouver. And when she said that, I knew it was right. So we went from a church of 50, and the first year went pretty good. We built to 66 people. Then the next year grew to 85, and then to 98. And uh, you know what? It grew for 22 straight years with, uh, without going backwards. And many lives were touched. Many people were baptized. God used it for his glory. So I'm glad that we can be listened to God. And that's my story. That's how I got in ministry. And now I've been there 35 years in February, and I've stepped, I stepped back last January. I'm now the, one of the assistant pastors dealing with, with missions and outreach and visitation follow-up. And I'm enjoying my role. Pastor Alan Cheney's doing a wonderful job leading our church. He was with me as an associate uh, for about 10 years, uh, 17 years ago. And I got the right man. We got the right man in. And I'm going to go down to three-quarters time this next uh, July as I'm finally taking a sabbatical in May and June. But God has been working powerfully. I can tell you that. So I'm thankful to be on the cutting edge. And I'm thankful people are on the cutting edge of serving God. Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Thessalonians uh, 2.13 through 17 talks about being called and fulfilling what calling you're making. I'd read it to you, but I've only got 30 seconds. He closes in saying, With the Lord Jesus, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work. So what he's trying to do is we start this new year, he wants us to do his will. What is that? How can you step out? What does God have for you? Does God have something for you in the church? Does God have something for you in missions? Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to leave your dream to follow God's dream? Hey, I hope you have a great day. You're fabulous people. I love you. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.